I am Chris Wren, and I am Citizen Salem. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Citizen Salem. My name is Chris Padgett, and thanks for listening and for figuring out how to listen. It didn't occur to me until somebody commented on the Facebook page, hey, how do I listen to this? Great question. You go to citizensalem.com and you click on the image of the person that you'd like to listen to. Underneath that person's image is a video and an audio file from SoundCloud and another picture of that person. Probably should have made that clearer, but since you're listening to this now, well, you've probably figured it out already. I don't know about you guys, but despite the gray weather, I had a great weekend. I spent a few hours at PillCon on Saturday, the third annual PillCon at the Peabody Institute Library in Peabody. Yes, I braved Boston Street and visited Peabody. Spent a couple of hours there, got to talk to a few people, one of which you're hearing today. Local entrepreneur Chris Wren is my guest today. The Peabody Institute Library is one of those places I've driven past uh, probably 500,000 times. And I've always gone, well, that's a neat building, but never bothered to actually pull over and walk in and see what's going on in there. Yeah, it's kind of a traditional library in the back, but the original building up in the front, we were set up in the Sutton Room, is beautiful. Beautiful. They have some really cool stuff in there. It's definitely worth a stop. Here's a tip. There's free parking back behind the Peabody Institute Library, uh, free municipal parking back there. So when you get a chance, uh, check out the Peabody Institute Library. And thanks once again to Aubrey and everybody over there for hosting PillCon. It was a boatload of fun. So, like I mentioned, this episode's guest is local entrepreneur. He's a, a t-shirt designer, a t-shirt maker. He is the uh, head of a record label, and uh, he has a budding artist in his family, one Georgia Wren that I spoke to before in Citizen Salem. So here's George's dad, Chris Wren. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being my guinea pig today. Of course. Happy to. Uh, so if somebody saw you on the streets of Salem, how would they know who you are? I think the first way people would know me is probably be, it would probably be as George's dad. Yeah. You know. Um, can, you, can you elaborate on who Georgia is, even though she's been a guest before? Yeah. So Georgia is uh, my daughter and she's seven years old and we are often seen around town in the mornings, you know, hitting the Front Street Coffee House or going to the Peabody Essex Museum. Yeah. So... A lot of people are surprised to find out that I have a job or something outside <laughs> of being a dad because um, they always see me downtown, you know, with her. But it's because I've been able to flex my schedule. So I'm able to, you know, hang out with her in the morning and then just work later. So what is it that you do that makes your schedule so flexible? So I, I own a couple of businesses uh, over in Peabody. Um, most people don't even realize we're there, but it's uh, an independent record label called Bridge Nine Records. Um, that's the business I started when I was 19 and, uh, it's still going, um, a company called Sully's brand. Uh, that's probably the other way people know me because in October we'll set up our t-shirt truck down on artist row. Yeah. So people see us down there. Um, and then a screen printing business that kind of does work for both companies and anyone else that needs t-shirts. So the record label came first and then Sully's came second. Yep. Huh. Yeah. So the, <clears throat> the record label, started when you know when I was uh, in college and 
you know, shortly after, you know, putting out one record a year, um, I realized I needed to make more money to be mm. able to afford to do it. So I, uh, I had an opportunity to go to Fenway Park and um, start selling stuff outside of games yeah. and, uh, you know, bumper stickers first and pins and then T-shirts. Um, really originally just as a ends to a means, you know, to try and make some money and put it into the record label. Yeah. So it was more of like a, a fundraiser, but after a few years, we realized um, that there was something to it. So drunk you know, Yahoo kinda, Red Sox fans with cash to burn. Yeah. Was yeah. where the money was at. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because when I was growing up, I was a, a huge Red Sox fan, but then I discovered skateboarding. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of, you know, went away from organized sports. Um, but, uh, you know, shortly after I moved to Boston, when you realize that there's 38,000 people, you know, in one square block and they're all looking <laughs> to spend money, you know, you, you, you start to put things together and figure it out. And that's expanded. I mean, you're, you have stuff in, tar- in Target stores now, right? Yeah. So um, we're, we're in Target. We're in like Olympia Sports, you know, a bunch of different stores in the area. Yeah. So. Cool. Um, so did you grow up? Where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Salem? Where, where do you come from? No, originally? so I, I'm from central Connecticut originally. Um, oh, so you were straddling that Red Sox Yankees yeah, yeah, line. We, we yeah. were on the on the Red Sox line, you know, <laughs> thankfully. Um, but uh, yeah, moved, you know, moved to Salem actually in 2003. Mm. So I've been here, you know, 16 years, which is, which is crazy. I mean, I guess that's new for a Salem resident. Yeah. But yeah. how did you end up in Salem? Why did you pick here? So <clears throat> my first kind of real office for the record label was in Boston. Um, it was in a basement across the street from like from Fenway Park and you know what was Yaki Way at the time. Um, we shared the office with a booking agency and um, another record label. You know it was kind of like a collective space, um, but it was too small. And uh, one of the guys that worked there lived in Salem and had had worked in an office in Shetland Park. So we um, you know he had, he had a daughter back, I think it was in like 2002, and didn't want to commute into Boston anymore. So, mm. you know, we needed to find a bigger space. We couldn't afford anything in, in the Boston area. Um, so we said, hey, let's let's go take a look at the, you know, some spaces up in, in Salem. So we said, all right, we'll, we'll check it out. So. And did, did it occur to you at any point, because I, it, there's a, uh, there's a studio in downtown Salem that records primarily like metal and hardcore bands. Is there not? Yeah, there is. Yep. God so City. did, so did, because Bridge Nine is primarily a hardcore label that my, am I off yep. base? That's yeah, pretty, yeah, primarily. So there seems to be a correlation between Bridge Nine and Salem, like the kind of people, like, did you feel like you found people that you related to when you yeah. moved to Salem? When we, we moved up here as kind of part of a, a wave of other people that a bunch yeah. of our friends kind of all moved up or either lived here or were moving up here around the same time. Um, God City, great studio. A, a bunch of my early records were, were recorded with Kurt um, before he moved to Salem. He used mm. to be, um, uh, I forget the town he was in, but uh, yeah, we, we recorded a bunch of albums with him back then and then carried over a little bit here in Salem yeah so but yeah he's world renowned which is pretty cool and I've lived here for over a decade and I think I found out about that city like two years ago I'm like it's right there next to Steve's like that's what that building is yeah yeah I mean it used to be a bakery and and, and it's (laughs) now you you know it's so nondescript yeah Um, and I think Salem's kind of just growing up around it yeah 
So what do you, what are you doing to make Salem a better place? So it's funny when I I moved to Salem, um, and I, I used to say that I kind of just uh, it was where I went to bed. Mm. You know, I, I didn't really spend much time in the city. I didn't nurture a lot of relationships in the city. Um, you know, I would go to the same coffee shop, um, and I you know worked in Shetland Park for the you know the first four or so years, but I didn't really have a lot of like much of a network here mm. um when my daughter came along i started getting more involved and um started you know focusing on fundraising efforts for different you know different things in boston through my company sully's um and we had an opportunity in uh a few octobers ago when we were given the space to set up our truck to sell t-shirts um, Deborah Greel, the, the woman that was organizing at the time, asked if I could build something to attract tourists hmm. to that side of, you know, the, the street because it traditionally doesn't get as much foot traffic. So I took it upon myself to build a guillotine. Hmm. Uh, so I have this, if, if people are listening to this and they've seen the guillotine, you know, when they're downtown, that's, that was something that, that I built to kind of get people's attention. Um, but we decided to use it as kind of like a, a photo opportunity mm. and um, started collecting tips and donated all the tips to Salt and Saul Elementary School mm. um, because we wanted to have something where we could kind of give back. And to date, we've raised, I think, almost $3,000 from it. So cool. the last few years. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, through that, we also, you know, had the opportunity to start working with Georgia um, to, uh, to put some of our artwork on t-shirts and we uh we made that first t-shirt design and uh donated all the money from that the first year to her elementary school um and by working with her uh over the last year or two you know we've just been looking for other opportunities and other organizations in salem that we could you know help benefit um you know the first one was i think the ymca she had a lemonade stand and raised a couple hundred bucks for them you know, when she set up at the Peabody Essex Museum. Um, and then most recently, we've partnered with Nagley mm. in downtown Salem. Um, took one of her drawings of a rainbow. She made a rainbow pride design, and um, we're using that to, to fundraise for them because, you know, it's a pretty cool organization, and they, uh, they look like they could use, you know, any extra money they, they can sure. come their way, so... Just because I'm hoping to get this out in time, um, can you tell people where they can pick up the Pride pins? Yeah, so and- so so right now they're available online at Georgia's website, GeorgiaMadeThis.com. Um, but if you're in downtown Salem, if you stop by Roost, uh, okay. they they they'll have her patch sticker and pin. Excellent. Thanks for talking to me, Chris. I really no, appreciate it. Thanks for the it. opportunity. I appreciate it. And I know the uh, life of the entrepreneur never ends. So you can get back to work now. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to Chris Wren for taking time out of his very busy schedule to talk to me at PillCon. You can find Chris online a couple of different places, sullysbrand.com, bridge9.com, and nine is the numeral nine, not the word, and at georgiamadethis.com. Thanks to the Peabody Institute Library and PillCon for hosting this episode of Citizen Salem. You can find the Peabody Institute Library at 82 Main Street in Peabody. Alex Asacker wrote and performed the Citizen Salem theme song on her ukulele. Citizen Salem is recorded and produced by me. I'm Chris Padgett. Additional photography by Bowie Padgett. 
If you or someone you know would like to be featured here, send me an email at citizensalem1626 at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to Citizen Salem.